Salutations, friends. And welcome to another episode of Nerddom. 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 And knowledge. 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 First pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball. I'm James. I'm Jerry. And today we're going to be talking about boots. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Ugg boots. We're going to be talking about... Um, combat boots. Combat boots. Cowboy boots. boots. Yeah. Yeah. All the different boots. Yeah. And especially... Reboots. 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 Yeah, see, we're not going to do a show about boots, man. Come on. No. Not unless it's the the very nice character Boots from the television series Dora the Explorer. I like that guy. Eh, pretty cool. Yeah. Except for the fact that he's just as blind as Dora is. But that, that's a whole other episode for another day. They really should get that kid's eyes checked. She can't see anything. Yep. It's a problem. It is. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we need to say a special thank you to our show's latest sponsor, uh, which is Southern Defense Martial Arts based in Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shoren Radio Karate for discipline and self-defense. If you're looking to get in shape for the new year or you just want to master the martial arts, give them a try. You can find them online at southerndefensemartialarts.com or southernsportkarate.com. You can also find them on Facebook at Southern Defense Martial Arts, and you can purchase their DVDs for instruction at home. Absolutely, and soon to be offering online classes, as Jerry just alluded to. So. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, absolutely. Southern Defense Martial Arts, please go check them out online. Or if you happen to be in the area, come check them out at their class. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're talking about newest sponsors, let's talk about friends of the podcast. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's start with Kalis Boutique on Facebook. That's K-A-Y-L-I-C-E-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E, Kalis Boutique on Facebook. World Spelling Bee Champion, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. But if you have a new addition to the fan family, a little bundle of joy, a little Bambino or Bambina. Hey, it's a bambino. You got to get it closer for the bambino. Uh, a little Italian for you there. Yeah, it's it's terrible, but I enjoy it. It's all right. I'm making the pasta. I'm <coughs> hey, you shut up. Hey, you shut up for you, hey. Hey, you shut up with the shut up. Hey, you shut up for your face, sir. Hey, I poke up my head. Hey. But if you got if you have a uh, little one in the family, Kayla's Boutique carries clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. So if you have a little one in the family already or a new addition coming, go check out Kayla's Boutique on Facebook. That's Kayla's Boutique, where the selection is unique. That rhymes. Indeed, it does. And you need to say a special thank you to our friends over at Joy-Con Gamers. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter at Joy-Con Gamers, or you can check them out online at joycongamers.com and when you go there you will find news for gamers by gamers and who else are you going to get your gamer news from a little italian wearing boots no he's not going to know anything he's a mario <laughs> he'll jump up and catch the coins he kicking the flowers in the mushroom hey i jump up and crush your head hey i broke up my face on this metal box that had a coin in it <laughs> i'm gonna need reconstructive surgery <laughs> <laughs> I know this is off topic, and, and no one listening to this right now will talk, know what we're talking about. But did you see the uh, the animated clip that Charlie shared yes. to the group of Mario <laughs> getting dressed like Sailor Moon? Yes. Oh, my God. That dude's got issues. We love him, but damn, he's got some yeah, issues. Yeah, we really do. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good friend. He really is, but... Like sometimes you know everybody's got that friend you feel like needs an intervention and that that's Charlie that's that's how we feel about Charlie. But we do need to say a special thank you to another friend, James. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, he is a social media mogul. Oh, I and like gentlemen. that social media mogul. Uh, you can find him on YouTube at youtube.com slash Final Harps. You can find him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Final Harps. You can find him on TikTok at Final Harps. Yeah, there's there, a, there's a pattern there, folks. A pattern. It's Final Harps. It's Final Harps. It's always been Final Harps. And he'd have gotten away for he'd have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids and that pesky dog. Yes, the Final Harps is coming from inside the house. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he also has a nice little interview show, which is called The Final Hour. The Final Hour. It's like the weather today, man. It's just, it's perfect. It is. It's so beautiful. It's just, it's just right, right in, right on time. Yeah, it really is. It's it's right there. But yeah, final harps, folks. Uh, Like James said, social media mogul. You want to get started in the social media biz? You don't know where to go. You go to final harps. He'll put you on the right path. We promise you. Yep, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, And of course, I have been a multi-time guest on the show. Jerry is a soon-to-be first-time guest. Yeah, soon-to-be first-time guest. So make sure you check out his interview show, The Final Hour, on YouTube. It's great. You will enjoy it. 
But, Jerry, speaking of social media, isn't there some more social media we could talk about? Uh, yeah, we could talk about our social media. We could. We could yeah, do that. We, you see segues? They're not just scooters, folks. So, <laughs> uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Nerdum Knowledge Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerdum K. You can go check us out on Instagram where we have posts and memes and things. Oh, my. You can all go ch- also check out our Teespring store, teespring.com slash store slash Nerdum Knowledge. Pick up your very own piece of Nerdum Knowledge regalia, memorabilia, nay, history. Absolutely. You can also check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash NerdMK. We do live streams there. We are planning on doing another one very soon, uh, especially when we have this giveaway we're going to talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as always, if you need to reach us, you want to tell us how we're doing, what's going on with the show, what you'd like to hear, what you don't want to hear any more of, you can send us an email at any time to our email address, which is nerdomandknowledge at gmail.com. That's N-A-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Yeah, I know we started doing it at the end of the episode, but I really missed doing it in the middle because it's really good you, you, i don't want to rush it it's like you know it's like it's like a fart you don't want to push it too hard because you don't want to follow through <laughs> it's a dangerous situation to find yourself in my friends especially when you're at a mall but we won't talk about that we're not going to have that conversation no we're not but if you want to support the show in a different way you can always go check us out on patreon james my friend take it away absolutely so you can go to the website patreon.com or you can download the app through the uh, apple app store or the google play store uh, but you go to patreon you search for nerdman knowledge podcast you'll see a couple of videos of us there more videos soon to come uh-huh. Uh, if you want to support us that way, that's a really good way to do it. And there is no better time than right now to support us, Jerry. Yes, which is a fantastic segue to the first of our two new affiliates, Sabermasters.com. So right now, uh, our friends at Sabermasters are offering you guys a discount on any purchase you make. You go to their website, you're going to buy a lightsaber anyway, because let's be honest here, folks. Lightsabers are cool. I mean, we can all agree, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Anybody? Anybody? No? Okay, that's what I thought. So when you go there, you're going to buy a lightsaber anyway. So uh, you use our promo code. Our promo code is NERDOM, N-E-R-D-O-M, 44472. Put that in and check out. You're going to save 15% on your purchase, okay? But let's say you don't really find, you don't feel like buying your own lightsaber. You like the thrill of a challenge, of a contest. And so you want to enter to win one. Well, we've got something going on right now. They were very gracious enough to grant us a set of dual lightsabers. Now, these are two individual lightsabers that can be put together to make one awesome dual-bladed lightsaber, a la Darth Maul. A la Darth Maul, exactly. And so if you want to, you can enter the contest to win that $200 set of lightsabers in one of three ways. And James, as soon as he finishes drinking his Mountain Dew, is going to tell you what they are. Absolutely, folks. So, I'm going to start with the ones we haven't talked about yet. Uh, We have a video on TikTok. Both myself and Jerry each have a video. It's the same video, but you get the idea. All you have to do is, when you're listening to an episode, get the keyword. So, grab that keyword. Go find one of those videos. It's a very easy video. It's me and Jerry dressed up in plain clothes. You'll hear us talking about the thing. That's it. That's the video. Go to that video. Comment the keyword any keyword any keyword it has to be an episode after the D live webcast yes but any episode after that come into keyword can you do more than one keyword yes you can damn right you can but like the video comment the keyword share the video that is worth one entry per comment yes. in the in the into the contest and of course you get one for each keyword you enter in the comments yep. now option number two is when you enter the Nerd Nest, which we're going to get to in a little bit. Yep. When you enter the Nerd Nest right now, guess what? That doubles as an entry into the contest. So if you're or if you're already going for the keyword, if you're already going for the Nerd Nest, you're getting entries into the giveaway for the lightsabers yeah, anyway. You're double dipping. It's the best kind of dipping there is. <laughs> and Aside finally, from skinny dipping, of course. Well, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Now, finally, as we just mentioned a moment ago, if you go to Patreon... If you make a donation uh-huh. of, if you make a donation between one and five dollars, you get that many entries. You get that many entries. Any donation above at five dollars or more, you are going to get double the entries. Five will get you ten. Ten will get you twenty. Twenty gets forty. So on, and so forth. You get the idea. You can do math. Something times two. There you go. Yeah. So that's how you enter. There's three different ways to enter. You could use all three. You could just use one. Yeah, you could just you totally use can. two. And and like we said, it is a two hundred dollar set. So uh, if you were planning on donating two hundred bucks to get four hundred entries, you'd probably be better off using our affiliate code 
and going and buying it yourself because you're going to save a little bit of money. And we get a kickback that way, too. So either way, we all win. It's Winception. It's Winception. And uh, the second affiliate that we want to talk to you about today uh, is our good friends over at Yeats. Yeet! Yeet! So uh, Yeats.com is a place where you can go get some fantastic sunglasses. They're very stylish. They're very comfortable. You can even wear them over your regular glasses if you don't have giant honking glasses like I do. It's eye-catching eyewear. Ooh, I like that. Eye-catching eyewear. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with that. Yep. We're going to like that. <laughs> so uh, what you're going to do is you're going to go to their website, Yeats.com. You're going to pick out a pair of shades. Because the future's so bright, you got to wear them. Absolutely. Especially after nuclear holocaust in the winter and everything. It's going to be pretty rough. You're definitely going to want some good sunglasses. Yeah. And we're rapidly approaching that now. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to steer clear of politics. We're going to go back over here to our segue. Uh, so you're going to go there. You're going to put in a promo code. James, what's that promo code? That promo code is NAK10. Sweet. Simple. To the point. It's going to save you 10% on your purchase. You get the great style of shade you wanted to anyway. You save some cash. We get a kickback in the process. And Yeet sells a pair of shades. Everybody freaking wins. It's so great. It's like world peace, but sunglasses. It's nice. It's real nice. It, it is. It's, it's good quality stuff. It, it's the kind of thing that makes you want to hold your hat. Yeah. It gets you right in the cockles of your hearts. Right in the cockles. Maybe the subcockles. Maybe the sub. Maybe the subcockles. Maybe even the kidneys. Maybe even the colon. I don't know. <laughs> and yes, I stole that from Dennis Leary. It's, it's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. That's all of our social media, all of our contests, all of our fun stuff, uh, which means now we got to get back to business. Yep, it's time to give them the business, Jerry. It really is. We're fitting to give you the business. <laughs> the whole business. And we're going to start by bringing it into everybody's second favorite part of the show. The nerd. Nest. So, yeah, we're talking about TV show reboots. Now, we could have gotten you a uh, series a copy of the DVD series of all of these shows. Or so you, we or we could have gotten you a used pair of boots because those would be reboots. Yeah, reboots. We could have done that too. Anything to be on topic. But then we were like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe you have seen these. Uh, maybe you haven't seen these. Maybe you have no interest in watching them whatsoever. So the easiest thing we figured we could do is provide you, the listener, with a $25 Amazon gift card. You can go buy these DVD series and watch them for yourself if you want to or just buy yourself a pair of used boots. Either way. Yeah, the world is your oyster for $25 or less. It really is. And you can do a lot of shit on Amazon for 25 bucks, my friend. It's crazy. Let me tell you. It's insane. In fact, you can even go to their main page and like search gifts under 20 bucks, and it's thousands of stuff. So have fun with it. Enjoy yourself. But where there is a nerd nest item, there, there must is a, always be a nerd nest keyword. Absolutely. And what is that keyword this week? Hey, Can't tell you. Yeah, no, you don't find out. We're not going to tell you it all, actually. You're going to have to make your own up. No, we're kidding. No, we're kidding. We'll no, we have done that before, but we have vowed to never do it again. So, What we're going to do is we're going to give you the hint for the keyword at the end of the show. Yep. So all you got to do is wait till the end of the show. Don't worry, folks. We'll give you a hint, but it's going to be a pretty obvious hint. If you've paid attention, you'll... Yeah, if you've listened, you'll figure you'll it out. You'll figure it out real quick. Like a pair of Lego blocks. You can put it together. Yeah. I promise. So having said that, now, my friends, it is time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun, fun facts, facts, fun facts, super duper fun facts, because these facts are fun. Yay! So yeah, TV reboot fun facts. And some of these are pretty neat. Yep. <sighs> okay, so the first ever TV show reboot was Dragnet way back in 1967. It was a revival. Uh, that's the term they used at the time. We, we've come to call it a reboot now, but that's what he's using it then. Uh, the show that originally aired in 1951, and that show was based on a radio show of the same name from 1949. Absolutely. Joe Friday has been a staple for a very long time. In fact, there was another reboot of Dragnet made just a few years ago uh, starring Ed O'Neill from mm -hmm. Married with Children yep, uh, and Ethan Embry. You remember him as the uh, uh, skinny kid from Empire Records and skinny kid from that movie where he was in love with Jennifer Love Hewitt that I can't remember the name of. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Right? yeah. You, you know who he is. Yeah. So, yeah, he was in that. Uh, show wasn't very well received. It was very good. Um, I mean, we all know Joe Friday. Just the facts, ma'am. Like, you know, yeah. we all get that. So, Well, folks of a certain age know yeah. Joe Friday. Our audience knows Joe Friday. We're sure of that. Yeah. 
Now, next, during the writer's strike of 1988, who remembers that wonderful time period? Oh, yeah. Fun stuff. Mm -hmm. ABC decided to go with a reboot of the Mission Impossible series to get around the writer's strike. They simply used the scripts from the original series. So if you were looking at that reboot they did and you're like, huh, I think I've seen this before. It's not deja vu, folks. No. It's not the sense of deja vu. You actually are seeing something again. They use the scripts word for word yeah. from the original series. Scene for scene, shot for shot. Yeah, there you go. Just new actors, actresses. Yep. Yeah, that's all you needed. So this this one gets a little weird, but stick with me, okay? So during the 2018 reboot of Roseanne, uh, a very, very popular television show from the 90s, uh, the titular star of the show, uh, well, she made some not-so-welcome comments on social media, and the show got canceled. But it was so popular, it was the number three television show on the market at the time, uh, that, EB, that ABC decided to make history by creating the first spinoff of a reboot. They called it the Connors, and it followed the family after the death of the title character, Roseanne. So they took it off the air. They got rid of the problem. They brought it back as a new show following the same family, but just without her. So ABC made history. Yep. It's pretty neat. Interesting. Yeah. Next, ladies and gentlemen, and actually last. Yes. This is the last one. Although it bills itself as a continuous series, by all definitions, the word reboot, remakes of existing properties using new actors, Doctor Who fits the meaning entirely because they often recast the title character with a with an in-universe explanation. Yes, so um, because they recast Doctor Who every so often because he has to go regenerate and come back as a new iteration the 10th Doctor, the 11th Doctor, the 12th Doctor, whatever the case may be. Technically, Doctor Who's a reboot because it's a new cast when they, when they come back. So it, it fits the bill. Now, I know that there are Whovians right now uh, sharpening their swords or getting their sonic screwdrivers and getting ready to come after us. Okay. Put we away just, your TARDIS. Yeah. Hear us out. We just said by definition, we're not saying that Doctor Who is a reboot. But by definition, it fits the bill. That's all we're saying. That's what we're saying. That's it. That's all we're saying. Weren't those facts fun, folks? Yeah, they were fun. And, and facts. facts. So having gotten all of the rigmarole out of the way, now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to take our one and only commercial break, and then we'll be right back with the meat and taters. Yeah! Hey, folks, it's James. And Jerry. From the Nerdman Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. Yeah. And we're back. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdum and Knowledge proudly presents to you... Remix! I really, really wish I had that fucking sound effect on the phone. <laughs> it, it hurts my heart that I don't have it. Do I have anything close to it? No, I don't. You know what that makes me feel like? Mm. Yeah, I agree with you, Kenny. That's yeah, terrible. That's 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 terrible. No, so what we did was as a, we we poured over all of TV dum. Is TV dum a word? It is now. We poured over all of TV dum, <laughs> and we decided what were the five shittiest reboots ever done, and and what the five best were. Now, I will preface this by saying these are our opinions. We may be getting ready to mention a show that you love. If we do, then hey, kudos to you if you like it. Yeah, the, we just we just it's hard to pick five that we could agree on. We did ultimately, yep. but I mean there were a few that one of us would be like, "Oh, that was shit," and the other one was like, eh, "I don't know, yeah. I kind of liked and, it." And we may also be getting ready to mention a show that you hate. Again, we apologize. Yeah, it's so, our opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. No one wants to hear you talk about yours. Yep. There we go. There you go. Although I got to admit, mine looks pretty nice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start it off. Don't let him lie to you. He photoshops. Yeah, I do. I use a lot of highlighters and everything. I increase the, the, the photo gain. on It's really nice. Yeah. Anything looks great when you put it in a proper flower frame is all I'm saying. <sighs> no. So we're going to start off with the bad. Um, 
and top of the list uh, for for me, this was a no brainer uh, for me. Uh, was the Charlie's Angels reboot from um, 2011. Uh, it was on ABC, and I can promise you that the critics agree with me because this series lasted only seven episodes. Okay? That was it. Now, uh, it had incredible star power. Uh, Drew Barrymore, who was from the Charlie's Angels film series, right? Uh, she agreed to come on and produce the show. She was the executive producer of the show. Uh, but it, it was poorly executed. It was even more poorly written. Like, it, you and I are of a certain generation, so we remember the Charlie's Angels television series. Right. Uh, you know, those that, that series was very campy. Very campy. Mm-hmm. Very kitschy. Um, and so if, when you modernize something like that, you're supposed to take it up a step. Not, you know, keep resting on the same kind of old. And it was just, it was bad. It was just so bad. I mean, I can't even say it tried really hard because it really didn't feel like it did. I mean, going out and getting Drew Barrymore, that's a coup to get her to be the producer, but I get the feeling Drew Barrymore walked walked off the set, walked out of like writing meetings, just like ready to pull her damn hair out. Well, probably. I mean, because, you know, she had star power. She could have given her name to anything. And to give it to a giant turd that is the Charlie's Angels reboot was probably not the best decision. But she's a millionaire, so what does she care? Mm. Next, ladies and gentlemen, is the Heroes Reborn series from NBC 2006. Now, folks, this only lasted 13 episodes. Now, Heroes, the original series, folks, was was freaking fan-damn-tastic. It was great. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. Absolutely. Uh, now, while it did manage to bring back some of the original characters, it completely lacked the punch of the original show, and the story was just awful. It really was. Um, so, for those of you who remember the original uh, Hero series, um, you know, the whole thing with Peter and the cheerleader, and there was interwoven things, and the second generation of heroes, there are already people that are here. There's a lot of, there's a very complex storyline there, a lot of inter- interconnected pieces. Um, you know, it was great. Uh, then you come back for this one, and it's just something bad happened, and now, um, well, they refer to them as Evos, evolved humans, the people mm-hmm. with powers, are just, they're being hunted by vigilantes. Like, okay, well, what happened? Oh, we're not going to tell you that for like eight episodes, but. You'll, 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 you'll piece it together. And when they finally pieced it together, it was... Yeah. It's just one of those things like, okay, well... Because if you remember the first season of Heroes, like the whole thing was Peter ended up coming in contact with the guy who had the nuclear ability. And the whole thing was he couldn't control it, so he ended the world. Like, boom, blew it up the whole nine yards. And then you come back to this one, and it's almost similarly the same premise, which is just kind of... Well, we already did this. Why are you bringing it back to do a, a series? In fact, this show was so bad, if you go to the Wikipedia page about the show, it was only 13 episodes. It's only, they only made it one season. It refers to itself as a 13-episode miniseries yeah. <laughs> to make up for the fact that it only made it 13 episodes. Yeah. So next, um, uh, to folks of a certain generation, this one's just going to punch you right in the gut. But um, yeah, Knight Rider. Uh, came on back in NBC 2007, lasted 17 episodes, less than a full season. Um, oh, man. Like, when you take a, a, a property as iconic as Knight Rider, uh, because everybody knows Knight Rider, even if you've never seen an episode, you know Kit. Mm-hmm. You know the car. The car is iconic. So that show being as iconic as it was, about the only thing that the series, the reboot, got correct was they had Val Kilmer voice Kit, which was fantastic. Absolutely. Um, everybody knows Val Kilmer has a fantastic voice, um, and having him play the car, because if you remember, the dynamic between Kit and Michael uh, was very um, nuanced uh, mm-hmm. in the series. Like, when it first started out, Michael was like, you know, shut up, I'm doing things here. And, and Kit started out as very kind of bland. But as the series went along, like they developed a relationship with each other. You know, Kit would talk shit to Michael. Michael would talk shit to Kit. It was like two buddies. Yeah. Just one of them happened to be an inanimate object. Uh, you know, and the other one was a secret agent or whatever the case may be. Fuck you, Jerry. What? Fuck you, Jerry. I'm just saying, you're the secret agent. I'm the inanimate object. That's all I'm saying. Get uh, the hell, Jerry. Yeah, so, but then... I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. 
So, but then they decided they're going to take the main character and instead of making him Michael Knight, you know, a, a new like a reboot, he's Michael's son. Why? It's just unnecessary. Uh, uh, and if you are a fan of the original series, you know Michael's big thing was he never really settled down. No, I know they explain it in the show. Um, I, I never found the explanation because I couldn't bring myself to watch the series. Uh, but. Having the the son take over the primary role is a bad decision for writing, and it deviated so far from the source material. Uh, it was that that was even worse decision. In fact, um, about halfway through the show, uh, they decided to change direction and try to get closer to the source material. Killed off a lot of the extra characters they brought in, and it still didn't matter. Like that was how bad of a job they did. It's almost like taking a magic card somebody has that they really love, ripping it in half in front of them. Yeah. And then when they look at you like they're ready to kill you, you go, hold on. And you break out tape and glue and you, you do your best job to piece it back together. But mm-hmm. it, it don't fucking matter. You rip my card. Or you just grab a basic planes and you write the information of that card on it. And here you go. This is exactly the same thing. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. There's a special place in hell for people like you, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, next... Now, some people are... Uh, this, one, this one might be one of those that we're yeah, not going to yeah. agree on. It's going to be. Because there are some people that do are fans of the reboot of this, but CW rebooted Charmed back in 2018. Currently 61 episodes. It's actually still going. Yes, it is. It was just renewed for another season last year, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Now, while this show is still on the air, it missed the mark by not bringing back the original characters in some fashion to tie it to the original series. There was no bri- no bridge between the two. It's almost like two separate series. Well, now, and I, and I know what you're saying is, okay, well, it's a reboot. It's supposed to do that. But um, what we're saying here is that if you watch reboots today, especially like if they reboot a movie series, what's the one thing you always get? Cameos. Uh, cameos. You get or, tons of cameos. Or you get... The same named characters. You just get different actors or actresses. The right. reboot for Star Trek. You still had James T. Kirk. You had Spock. You had Ahura. Yeah, not only that, but you got the cameo from Leonard Nimoy, exactly. the original Spock. So you do it for nostalgia purposes. You do it to tie it back to a fan base. Because, I mean, let's face facts. Charm came out when I was in high school going into college. I think the original series came out. Or maybe I was in college. I don't remember the exact time frame. Uh, but to people of a certain generation, that, that show was iconic. People love Charmed. Um, so when you reboot it, those folks are going to come back to see it. They're going to want to watch it. And when they come back and it's just a completely different show, just very loosely based on the original, you're not going to draw them in like you normally would if you just had them, you know, uh, Prue or somebody show up in the first episode and be like, hey, you know, this is my book. I want you guys to have it, you know, continue my legacy or whatever. That would have been all you needed. Like, that would have been it. And it would have been, okay, boom, done, you know. So I, I feel like it missed the mark on that. Yeah, I, 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 I and I, and I, we did agree. We yeah. did agree. And I mean, now don't get me wrong. I, I, I do understand that you know this show was made for a new generation. It was made to be more diverse. Um, you know, to make to have LGBTQ representation because now one of the sisters is uh, a lesbian. Uh, you know, which is great. It's we fantastic. Have, we have no problem with the show in and of itself, other yeah. than one thing. Yeah, and and. and what we're talking about, the actual topic we're talking about, is reboots. Yep. If you're going to say this is a reboot, then understand it is a reboot. I completely get that. But mine and Jerry's contention on this is you don't connect enough to the original. Yeah. And we're not saying you got to connect like, you know, uh, yeah. a lot of people get upset when, like, people talked about there was going to be uh, – when, at one point in time, when they were talking about an X-Men reboot, mm-hmm. there was a point in time they were talking about an X-Men reboot and having a black actor cast for Professor X. I have no issue with that. Yeah, no problem None at all. None at all. All I want is for him to be Professor X. He's a genius. He has mental capabilities, mental powers, you know, telekinesis. Rides in a hovering wheelchair. Rides in a hovering wheelchair. Why can't we get the fucking hovering wheelchair? Huh? Why? Apparently, we're getting it in Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness, but that's another story for another day. Yeah, it is. Okay, but no, seriously, folks, just that's our only contention. If it's going to be a reboot, try harder to tie back to the original. Yeah, and that that segues perfectly into our next uh, next show, uh, which is Magnum PI. 
Uh, CBS uh, was started back in 2018, same year as, C, uh, as the CW's Charmed, and currently is 72 episodes. Magnum P.I. is also still on the air, just renewed for their fourth season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, just renewed for a fourth season. Uh, the problem is that this remake of the Tom Selleck masterpiece is just not as fun as the original. It's just not. No. Um, now, don't get me wrong, Jay Hernandez, great actor, uh, he plays Thomas Magnum. Uh, everybody else in the show is great. They switched uh, Jonathan Higgins uh, out to be Juliet Higgins, which is even better. I, I like the dynamic the two of them have. My problem is it's just not as fun as the original. Jay Hernandez does not have uh, Tom Selleck's charisma. And if you're going to make it a, a copy of that show, then you got to have everybody bring it. And I just feel like he is dragging the show down. And if you go read like the reviews and the critics' opinions of the show, they all tend to agree with me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just one of the greatest things about the original series. Uh, yeah, Tom Selleck is just a masterpiece when he's on the screen. He, he really, really is. is. Uh, he Him just, and the mustache. Yes, the yeah. mustache. The mustache has its own wardrobe. It gets its own dressing room. Yeah. Yes. It made more money than he did. It's all we're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's all we're saying. But yeah, uh, just uh, the uh, dynamic between uh, Magnum and Higgins in the original series, Mm -hmm. uh, Magnum and the uh, actor whose name I cannot remember to save my fucking life. But anyways, their uh, dynamic rapport, everything was just... And Tom Selleck plays a smart ass to the hill. And Man, Magnum really P.I., make no mistake about it, as charming as he could be as a character, he was a smart ass. Yes, very much so. Um, and then the dynamic between him and Rick and, yeah. and TC. Yeah, TC. Was great. Yeah. Uh, and it's just not the same on this show, and it's really, really disappointing. Like, it really is. Yeah. Which is why we had to put it on the list of the five worst. Yeah. Now, we're not saying these are the five worst of all time, which is the five worst, in our opinion, of reboots of shows that we enjoyed. So there you go. Yeah. So now we get to the best of the best. And I, I want to clarify by saying that these are in no necessarily any order. We probably should have said that before we started with the other one. Uh, but yeah, right now these are in no order. Um, so what we're looking at is we're going to start off with number one. And I'm going to let James take the first one this time. All right. <clears throat> first one. We're going to, we're probably starting with probably, in my opinion, the best of the list. Okay. In my opinion, the best of the list. And that is going to be, well, let me say tie for the best. Let me say that. Okay. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's a good one. I can't go wrong. Uh, Sci-Fi, back in 2004, as many of you listening will remember, they decided to reboot Battlestar Galactica with Admiral Adama Adama, Mm -hmm. and all of the characters that we know and love by name. Yes. And I've got to say... uh, the reboot, the reboot took the show from uh, kitschy to killer with great storytelling, fantastic action, great commentary of the plights of mankind that were around at the time. Now, uh, it, I love the fact this got it right where Charmed got it wrong. Yep. And what I mean by that is, is the reboot... For Battlestar Galactica, you had some characters that carried over. You had some that didn't. Mm-hmm. You had some stories that carried over, some that didn't. Uh, in the original Battlestar Galactica, you had the Cylons that were the big metal monstrosities. Yep. Well, now in the new Battlestar Galactica, you don't have that. Right. They had evolved to become. They evolved to be basically be able to exactly mimic humans. Right, which added a level of suspense to the show because then you couldn't really tell if the person you were hanging out with was them or a Cylon. Yep. And it actually caused a lot of suspense in the show. It really did. And uh, <clears throat> now a lot of people are not <laughs> – this show came back came out in 2004, folks, so I really don't think I have to say spoiler alert, but just on the off chance, spoiler alert. Yeah. The show ends with them finding Earth, which is which was the whole point of Battlestar Galactica, to find mm-hmm. Earth or to find a new home. Yeah, exactly. Well, they come back, and they the very end of the show, they find this planet, and it turns out it's Earth. But the radiation levels are still so damn high, they can't live there. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was a watershed moment on the show. 
uh, because they kind of go around and they're getting people's reactions. Uh, one of the characters whose name I can't remember, uh, female actress, mm-hmm. uh, but the female character on the show winds up committing suicide because her whole family was gone. Yeah. Like, this was it. This was what she was holding on to. And she finds out Earth's gone. So yeah. she winds up. I mean, up. And, it, 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 and at the same time, it's a great commentary on, like, well, you know, this is what nuclear war leads to. Um, you know, and, and pressing issues of the time, like um, back in 2008, I don't know if you guys remember, we had like <clears throat> the housing crisis and, you know, they started talking about that in the show, talking about, you know, finding places to live and that kind of thing. It was always topical, which was good, right. but it wasn't heavy handed. Like it didn't beat you over the head with it, which I always appreciated. Right. And the reason I bring up the suicide is because that's not something you see in a lot of TV series. First of all, a sad ending. Yeah. Which it was sad, but it was also hopeful because they, you know, kind of re, you know, kind of bolstered themselves, you know, and said, "Okay, we'll press on." Yeah. And no matter what, we'll press on, which is kind of hopeful. But when you have a moment where a main character decides to, you know, they, it's not that they're taking their life; it's that they they don't really have anything. They've been fighting for one thing, and that they didn't get it. I mean, because you think about it, like if you're holding out hope for one thing and only one thing, and that's the driving force that keeps you alive, and then that one thing turns out to be not a possibility for you anymore. I mean, you have to honestly ask yourself, like, what would you do at that point? Like that you just hit rock bottom. And for some folks, that answer is, I'm 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 done. done. I can't handle it anymore. Uh, And and the reason I say it is that that's powerful to do that, to take that kind of a chance with a show. Yeah, because you can know that in the writer's room, they're like, are we really doing this? And they're like, I, yeah. I, I guess we are. Like, why not? This is the end of yeah. the series, so let's go for it. And, yeah. And I'm sure that was a point of contention with a lot of people, but it was. I think it was a good choice. I do think it was a good choice. And, you know, uh, not because I am a fan of suicide. I most certainly am not. Yes, I don't think anybody is a fan or proponent of suicide, especially this show. Yeah. So if uh, you are feeling like you don't have anywhere to turn, number one, you can always turn to us. We'll be here for you. We promise. Uh, and, and number of course, two, there are suicide prevention hotlines. Please take the chance and opportunity to go look them up. Look up your local one. There are toll free hundred numbers. There is one eight hundred suicide, which is still a thing. Yes, you can call those numbers if you need somebody to talk to. There will be somebody there for you. I promise and you that. And now that we've done our after school special bit, yeah. Jerry, go to the next one. Let's the move more on. More you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next, uh, probably going to catch some flack for this, but you know what? Nostalgia. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and that's DuckTales. Uh, so uh, rebooted in Disney on 2017. Uh, it was uh, rebooted in Disney. On, what the hell am I saying? It was rebooted on Disney in 2017. It lasted 69 episodes. <laughs> Uh, 69 he said the thing so uh it had a stellar voice cast uh and much deeper and rich storylines made this children's cartoon a fit for folks of any age it's nostalgia for the win i mean first of all you've got david Tennant, okay the doctor uh bartimus crouch uh the purple man from jessica jones and he is scrooge mcduck now a lot of folks might not know this about David Tennant, or you might. He is from Scotland. He is yep. Scottish. He is not faking that accent for Scrooge McDuck. It is his natural speaking voice, and it's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. Um, I can't remember the other guys' names that are doing it. Huey, Louie, and Dewey. They're fantastic, too. Um, and it's it's DuckTales, man. It's DuckTales. Who didn't love DuckTales back in the day? Uh, you know... In a time when life was like a hurricane, yeah, here, here in, in Duckburg, Duckburg yeah. race cars, lasers, airplanes. I mean, it was literally a duck blur. You know, then again, I might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Who knows? Duck, duck tales, woo! Every day they're out here making duck tales, woo! Now you all were singing the song anyway in your head right now. As soon as I said the word duck tales, so that's just how iconic the show is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and let's not forget Launchpad McQuack. Yes. Um, uh, what the heck was the dude's name? He said Blabber and Blathers guys. He ended up becoming Gizmo Duck. I cannot think of his name to save my life. Oh, God. But anyway, I mean, there's so many iconic characters from that show. I believe they even had a tie-in to Darkwing Duck at one time. Yeah. Uh, which was great. Um, and it's such a piece of, of, you know, our childhood for them to bring it back and stay so close to the source material um, and just continue on the storyline from where it went. And not only that, but they actually, like, 
modernize the storyline. Like a lot of things you would never even think about. They did an episode about where the uh, where Huey, Dewey, and Louie tried to figure out what went wrong between Scrooge and Donald. Like why they didn't have a relationship when the show began. <laughs> like nobody would have thought of that back in the nineties when that no. cartoon came on. And like what, then when you think about it, you're like, you know what? I fucking want to know what happened. Like, <laughs> why weren't they on good terms, you know? And then there's another one where they went looking for um, the mom. Like, why the mom ducked out on him, which was never explained. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, well, as an adult, I appreciate them investigating in this because <laughs> I've always had these questions. And so it worked out great. Absolutely. This is just, it, it, it's nostalgia for the win. Yeah, it really is. Next, ladies and gentlemen. MacGyver. Yeah. You know it. You love it. You know it so much that the word MacGyver is now a verb in the English <laughs> yes, language. Yes, it is. It I got to figure out how to MacGyver this shit. I don't have what I need. And there you go. That's yeah. what it boils down to. Everybody knows what MacGyver is or does or the term means. So, yeah. Iconic <coughs> show. But uh, MacGyver was rebooted on CBS back in 2016, and it went for 94 episodes. Yes. Uh, taking a page from the If It Ain't Broke, Don't Fix It book, this show just ran with the original premise and updated the cast and the technology to make itself a very popular TV series. I mean, you took the original formula, you changed out a few pieces and modernized them. Yeah. Bam, that, that's a hit. That's a reboot. There you that's, go. That's a 94-episode hit is what it is. Yeah, it really is. And it was a very popular television series. I mean, a lot of folks kind of... Um kind of poo-pooed on it because they went with a such a young actor in the title role uh but the kid did well like he did very well in the show absolutely um and uh you know he he had his little band of merry men but what i what i liked the most about it was that it was it was basically the original show it was just updated to a modern time he still did his little kitschy things with putting gadgets together with you know next to nothing that he had i mean he didn't stop a bomb with a hockey ticket like we did in the original series okay which was cool by the way yeah it was really awesome like it's literally like the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your entire life he sticks the hockey ticket in between the contacts of two leads on the bomb so the signal can't go through so it doesn't go off and you're like any idiot would have thought of that Okay, maybe, but MacGyver thought of it, goddammit, and that's why it matters. Or MacGyver getting locked in a refrigeration, in a uh, freezer system that had a, for all the things in the world, don't, don't, some things in the show, in the original show didn't make sense. He was in a freezer, a meat freezer, that had a freaking 10 key punch code lock for the door. Yep. Don't ask us why that why that makes fucking sense. It but doesn't. Anyways. But he shorts the damn thing out with a chewing gun wrapper and a pen. Yeah. That's it. And shorts it out and unlocks the door so that they can get out. And so now, in the interest of full disclosure, some folks may be aware of this, some folks might not. The original MacGyver series, they had people send in like the original, I guess what we refer to them now as life hacks, mm-hmm. in a way. They would have scientists and people outside of the show send in these crazy things that you could do with household items. And then they would use them in the show, uh, you know, in the writing process. So you might wonder yourself, well, who keeps a bottle of ammonia and tinfoil inside their root cellar where they keep their wine? You know, you would ask yourself that question. But the reason is MacGyver. That's the reason. (laughs) He he needed a way to get out of something in that while that's why it was there. But the great thing about it. Uh, about that show especially was not only were you like watching a television show which was a great show you were actually learning shit now granted you were mostly learning how to either stop shit from blowing up or blowing shit up but you were learning something in the process and if you wonder why your crazy ass parents keep a roll of duct tape a pen and a pack of chewing gum juicy fruit or Wrigley Spearmint and especially a paper clip and a paper clip yes all four of these items side by side, and there's a set of them in every room. Now you know why. You understand. That's why your junk drawer is full of junk, so you can MacGyver shit when you need to. It's very important. Because those four things are like 90% of his stunts. Absolutely. <laughs> I can promise you. Go back and watch the show. You won't be, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> so uh, uh, next we'll, we'll go to, and, and this one is a, <clears throat> a, a sore spot for me, and I'll explain why in a minute. Jerry? Yeah. You have entered the dimension of sight and sound. Oh, no. You have entered the Twilight Zone. Nee-noo, 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 
Yes, our next one is the Twilight Zone, which was rebooted, the rebooted, rebooted on CBS in 2019. It only lasted 20 episodes. Now I know what you're saying. Well, it must have sucked. No, we'll get to that in just a second. So, how do you make an iconic show like the Twilight Zone better? How do you do it? I'll tell you how you do it. You grab a stellar host, Jordan Peele, who is, uh, by all intents and purposes, like the new modern master of horror. He is the new Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, with movies like Get Out and Us, uh, things like that. Like, he has, like, completely, he just uh, redid Candyman, uh, which was fantastic. Like, he, he does horror like nobody else does right now. It's real, it's visceral, it's palpable. Uh, and then you get some killer guest stars. Like, they had unbelievable star power on this show uh, during the course of its seasons. Um, and then you ramp up the creep factor with modern horror tropes. So back in the day in the original Twilight Zone, you know, there were certain things that people were scared of at the time. Uh, like, a, I, like one of the more iconic episodes is um, uh, the accident at 20,000 feet, the one that's got... Uh, William Shatner in it, and he keeps seeing the things outside the right. window of the plane, like tearing the plane apart. And, you know, at the time, like, plane crashes were, were scary. You right. Know? Something you thought about, because, you know, plane travel was ramping up at the time. Plane travel's not so much scary anymore. You're not really scared of that kind of thing. So they took it in a different direction. They added some new tropes to it and made it better. Right. Now, the reason I'm upset about this is because this series only ended because the creators said they didn't want to overstay their welcome. They said they had told all the stories they wanted to tell and they were done, which means we could still be having new Twilight episodes right now. We could, but right now. somebody doesn't want us to have nice things, Jerry. I know. And it's sad. But... I mean, if you are of a certain generation, like the Twilight Zone, like you know the theme song. You can hear Rod Serling's voice in your head right now delivering the speech that James just gave. Like, you you know it. Um, and it was a really, really good television show. I mean, that, I don't have anything to add. Yeah, there's nothing to add. It's, it's that good. But in my opinion, we have saved the best for last. And this is the one that ties for my favorite reboot. Yes. Uh, the other one was BSG, if you'll remember. Yep. Now, this one, we did a whole ass episode on this one. We did. And a lot of you folks will not be aware of the fact that this is actually a reboot. You won't, because I bet you forgot about 1990, didn't you? Yeah. A lot just of folks like, did. Just like people forgetting about Dre. You forgot about 1990, yeah. didn't Motherfuckers you? Motherfuckers, I forgot about Dre, but they didn't. Yep. Well, they know who he is. But He's still the DRE. John Wesley Shipp, he plays Barry's dad, and he plays an alternate Flash on the show. Yes. But are you ready for this, folks? Back in 1990, there was a series known as The Flash. And guess who played The Flash then? John Wesley Shipp. And he was Barry Allen. Yes. The Flash. And a, he even played that character yes. in the new Flash. He was a forensic scientist in yes, the original television series. Uh-huh. Got his powers the exact same way in the original television series. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the, the doctor that helped him in the original series, she also had a, a, a guest role in the new series as well. She was the uh, person who owned the lab that was the rival yes, to Star Labs. to Star Labs. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So, like, this show went full nostalgia and pulled everybody back in. But The Flash is a, a reboot. It's a reboot. Absolutely it is. And it's a damn good one. Yeah, it is. Um, just an amazing cast. Uh, they're they're retelling the story of Barry Allen. Mm -hmm. um, you are getting some of the elements from the original series, and of course, all of this pulls from the comic books. Yes, it's all comic book based, obviously. Obviously, so you know you're getting a lot of that fan service from the comic books. You're getting a little bit of fan service from the original series, and honestly, that is a winning combination to do a reboot. Yeah, and if you want to see some absolutely uh, hokey special effects, go back and watch. The original Flash series. Admittedly, they were hokey, but at the time, it was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool because, I mean, like, watch them when they show him running at super speed. It's, it's fucking hilarious. He's not wrong. And in another uh, nod to nostalgia, in that original television series, uh, Mark Hamill had a guest role as a villain on there. I uh, referred to himself as a trickster, and they actually brought him back. For the new series. As the trickster. As the trickster. Uh, except this time I think his son was the one who ended up being the actual trickster and they pulled him out of prison to, to hunt him down or whatever. But he also did a cameo where he was in John Wesley Ship's Flash's universe as yes. the trickster. So, I mean, this show, like, they, they covered all the bases. And uh, the reason I think The Flash is, is the best reboot is because 
when you think about a reboot, you take the original material, and granted, like this show only lasted for like I think two seasons, the original Flash, so, uh, two or three, yeah, yeah. Not so it's, it's not like it had a lot of source material to come from, but they took what they had, they made it better, and then they still found a way to pay homage to the original with the cameos and the original cast stuff like that, and that is what makes a stellar reboot, in my yes, opinion. Yes, absolutely. So there you go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, but folks, uh, let's see. John was the ship. Uh, <clears throat> Following the same characters from the original show, the reboot is easily one of the most well-crafted and entertaining to be on the list, hands down. Yeah, there it is. In a nutshell. And help, help him in a nutshell. <laughs> 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 but yeah, folks, that, that's our list. Yeah, that's the list. Maybe you agreed with it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're cussing your listening device right now. Maybe you just throw it out a window. I hope not, because it's probably very expensive. So you might want to go get that. But uh, if you want, you, we've already given you the email. We're about to give it to you again. Yep. But um, if you want, email us. Tell us what you think. If you yeah. don't agree with us, feel free to debate. Let us know what we did. Send us a line and tell me why we were right. Send us a line and tell us why we were wrong. Absolutely. Uh, or send us a check for 50 bucks. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just you, use the you email. Know, just yeah. whatever, whatever feels right, do that. Yes. Whatever okay. feels good to you, can do, do it. it. But yeah, that's that's it for our show, folks. Thank you for listening. We, yeah, appreciate, we appreciate it. it. So now, nerd nest keyword time. Okay, and okay. this is a, this is a very, very, very easy keyword, my friends. Okay, so we were talking about Ducktales earlier. Okay, and we told you who does the voice of Scrooge McDuck in his natural Scottish accent. So if you were listening then, and you heard the name. Well, then I guess you might be able to figure it out. And it won't take a doctor to figure it out either. It certainly won't. I can promise you'll know who it is very easily. <laughs> uh, but, folks, yeah, get that in if you know who it is. Yeah. If you've been listening, paying attention, or if you go back and re-listen to figure it out, get that keyword. Send it to us at, at nerddemonology at gmail.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Boom. Mic drop. Also, while you're there, go ahead and make sure you put in the notes that you're also entering for the lightsaber giveaway. Might as well since you're already in there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Uh, folks, we hope you we enjoyed some, the episode. We got some upcoming episodes that you'll be definitely wanting to listen in for. So Yeah, so make sure you stay tuned. So uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nerd Demon Knowledge. My name's James. And I am Jerry. And, and we, we are, are First Pick for Podcast and Last Pick in Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Catch you guys next week. See you then.